looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS, helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There we are. We're live. Good morning, Good Pastor morning. Patricia. Emilio told me, sent me last night. He was too super stoked for this today for us to uh, get together. He was like, "Man, this is our first one." She's going to be, you know, that's what that's when he's the one that told me. Also, that's the first time you get to do a podcast. And I've got to be uh, lucky for me. I've got to be on some of these calls with you to see what an awesome person you really are when you and what you're speaking for. And I wanted to say right here before we get started uh miss patricia that you know uh, we were talking off camera here just a second ago and saying thank you man because i know that you guys knew i was uh, sick a couple weeks ago and you guys we were talking about prayer and i'm telling you that god healed me in that hospital in three days man i could feel it i could feel i could just feel it when there when people were um you know saying that they're praying for me and then what it was and i know that you were one of them and i want to say thank you from the bottom Amen. of my heart, I appreciate that, oh, man. We, glory to God. Yes, it was great. It was, it, it was, uh, and it was good. It was something I needed, to be honest with you. I wouldn't change that in any any time. It's not fun going through it, but sometimes, uh, you know, you got to go through the storm, you know, to get to the calm waters. So they Amen. have a story out there, right, about um, buffalo and cows, you know, and the buffalo and cows, when the storm hits, cows have a tendency to run away, run away from the storm. Mm -hmm. And the storm and they get tired and the storm keeps catching up to them and catching up to them. And to the point that they still got to go through the storm and now they're tired on top of it where a buffalo runs to the storm. And once that storm is passed, they're in the pastures having having uh, stuff. So that's the same thing. You know, sometimes you got to go through these storms in order to be, you know, to come out to a different to a different time and 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 growth. So I appreciate that. So now, I like the visual you just painted with that. Yeah, Sorry, I really like that. Yes. That's great because sometimes the storm will help us with knowing when the pivot needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely, that's yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we got to ride those storms, man. Those those that's what those what make a that's what makes us rock and roll. Right. You know, either people cower. I say it all the time. Either you find a way out or you tap out. One of the two. You're either going to quit right. or find a way out. It's just the way it goes. So. That's this is right. great. Jose Escobar is on saying, uh, great to see Patricia on the show. She's amazing. What a great leader and entrepreneur. Jose and I have been friends for a long time. We always kind of cut up with each other. So I'll, I'll be nice to him today. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. Uh, let me do this. I'm going to read your bio for everybody so they can see just kind of what an outstanding person you really are. And we're going to dabble into some of the stuff that you do and your in your life's journey. So Patricia is an ordained minister of the gospel and the founder of the nonprofit organization, a life worth living corporation. 
in Massachusetts. This nonprofit established in August 2017 serves women and families who are moving for shelter to home with supportive services, household supplies, cost, coat drives, and Bible groups. Patricia is also a certified leadership and personal growth coach, trainer, and speaker. She is the CEO of Growth Arise Consulting, LLC. Patricia specializes in the DISC personality assessment, which helps individuals and groups to understand their communication style and how to effectively communicate with each other. Patricia is a co-author in the, in the anthology with other pastors. The book launches in January 2024. The title of the book is called Transforming from Pain to Purpose. Patricia has received the designation of certi- of a CPM. So this is this what says uh, your certification property manager. This mm-hmm. is what you did for over 22 years. Is this what yeah. you did? Correct. Oh, okay. That's good. Let's talk about that. How was that? How that? How that prepare you for uh, doing what you do today? How that prepared me was um, being able to help people not only get housing, get their apartments, but to be able to maintain in their units. Yes, I, th- I think that's good. I remember as a young getting, Yeah, it's yeah. not just turning the key and voila, everything's fixed. But it's getting it, maintaining it, and making your finances, um, your finances to align with what your responsibilities are now. Yes. And so th- now, were you able to kind of help people out? So being in in a position like that. So if you're property managing somebody, were you able to get inside there and help help people with with uh, with their finances so that they can keep their apartments and such like that and and how to get in not in the job role but in the ministry role. Right. Isn't it right so we we say that all the time, right? Isn't it funny how some of our main jobs my studio is more of a consulting uh thing. I cannot tell you how many people come into my office with their lives tattered and it's not about the punching and kicking anymore. It's about the support they get inside a martial arts school. Right. And we get to uh, bring, bring something to the table, even though that that's our, that's our main job. I've seen that all the time. Now, my brother, he's another one. He's been, well, he's been a pastor. He's a pastor also, but he's Mm -hmm. also been a police officer for 29 years. He's a reserve. And what he does now is uh, you know, he's the head of the Zoe, which is, is the Christian organization that has to do with trafficked women. Mm-hmm. And so he, all his experience from being in, in, in law enforcement has transformed over to that, to help get these kids that are trafficked, these women that are these young, young girls trafficked and get out. But as a cop, you know, my brother, my brother has got stories where people are dying in his arms and he's praying for them as they die as a oh, police yeah. officer. You know what I mean? So I think all that happens when, when we bring, well, you know what? God, here's the bottom line, man. God just kind of shows up where we are. It doesn't really matter. That's right. So that's right. <laughs> so that's exactly just, what they were thinking. Yeah. Your purpose is your purpose, right. and it's with you for the rest of your life, no matter where you are. It's <laughs> your purpose. It's your purpose. It is because so true. I have um, prayed over a resident who was passing. She was in the hospice stage. More than one two or three times through the course of my career. Um, And it's comforting to know that she accepted the Lord 
before she was totally out. Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? It that is. That just makes the passing so much easier when you know that. It's, you know, and I, I've had to do the same thing in my, in what I do. How many people have, well, even in my book, in my book, I, there's quite a few people that have passed um, mm -hmm. in my school. And it's been heart, it's, it's been heart wrenching, you know, from mm -hmm. kids, from kids to, to adults, it's, it was never, it was never easy in the school right. is uh, just, you know, a sense of, you, you know, a sense of hope, I guess is the best way to say it, you know, and, and being, being there for people. I, I don't know how else to say it, but it is what it is, man. We are, we're, we're, yeah, we, we definitely, yeah, we definitely, it doesn't really matter where we are. Something, That's right. something comes up and. And, uh, if you, if you have those, the, you know, when the divine shows up, you either listen to it or you don't. And when you don't, <laughs> you pay for it later, yeah, you pay for it later, man. It's just, and like, you learn to listen the next time. Yeah, right. You just like, you know, I, every, you, can't you, been times, there. you can't tell you how many times I look up and go, Oh, why don't you just punch me in the face, man? <laughs> right. And you, you know, I I'll take a punch in the face over that lesson, please. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's oh, always like there. that. It's always like that. So that's great. Well, so that's great. So I want to get, get into now that you've, now we, you, we've talked now that you've kind of retired now from that. Um, yes. and, and you have a new purpose and we spoke a lot about what it's like as we get older on how to have a certain purpose and a passion that you really have. So now without, without the, you know, the burden of having this paycheck to paycheck, now you kind of get after what you want to do and you have a nonprofit and this, yeah. it's called, right, a Life Worth Living Corporation. Yes. Um, let's talk about what that what that looks like, what that does. So a Life Worth Living Corp was um, established back in August of 2017. And it was um, predominantly, I opened it up to help reach back to those women and or families, because it's, it's predominantly women but um, sometimes men are part of the equation of feeling fearful, having low self-esteem, um, feeling shameful of being in shelters or making bad decisions, uh, even with addiction, because mm -hmm. I lived all of those. And I came out victorious through the power of God. So this is my attempt to reach back and help those that found themselves stuck like I did. So that's interesting. Your backstory then, this is, is something that you've come out of then. Is that Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. Victoriously through the power of God. Yes. That is such a, yeah. See, that is, that's the power of that. So these women, now it says in here in, in your, it says, it serves women and families who are moving for yes. shelter to home. So are you helping them both get to a shelter and then yes. get out? Is that what we're doing? Um, it helps getting to the shelter. It's also to help support. The supportive services is women's groups, sometimes one-on-one. -on -one. I've been coaching for years without having the formal training just my mm -hmm. life experience. But now I've had the formal training and that's why I opened the consulting business. I also supply 
household goods for when they do move. I've done a coat, my first coat drive was uh, last year. And I supplied over four, five different shelters and individuals with the whole family, coats, hats, gloves, and scarves to support them through the winter, you know, to alleviate that expense and that need. That's, yeah, so that's so important on for them to have some stuff when they go. So we're going to talk about Terry Huck says, do you know Terry or not? No, I don't. Oh, this, if, if you get a chance to see Terry Huck's, well, first of all, I, I interviewed him. He had a great interview, but he's a man of God, man. This guy's awesome. You'll love, you'll love him. So if you go back and listen to my uh, podcast with him, you'll, you'll, you know, he's, he's, he's just a, such a good guy. Oh, you that's really, awesome. You really like him. Yeah, you really like him. I will write his name right. down. Yes, yes. You write him. The power of the kingdom is strong in that CLA, I'm telling you right now. No, All right. Good. And so, yeah, make sure that you guys uh, connect to know each other. Because you never know what, know. you know, even connections, what you got when you when you need things. And I don't know. You said, So you when you do your drives, do you do them kind of locally? So when you did a cat, uh, when you did a coat drive, do you have a church that you're working out of? Or how is that looking? How, how do you how do you go about that? I did it through social media, yeah, word of mouth, and the mm -hmm. shelters that I do service. So um, it's a wide array of ways I get the word out, especially with word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And people who know me, they know my heart. They know I'm yeah. willing to give um, and to help in any way that I possibly can that remains legal. <laughs> that's correct yes because you know there's always some folks that will try to draw the cross the line mm -hmm. yeah and it's not just a need it's a want right uh, yes yeah i totally understand that too totally understand that that's 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 uh, that's wisdom right there for sure yes, yes. That, that's wisdom right there so when these women are they have children also is that what you Yes, you know, they you do are, have children, get, getting... but there's so many support services for children. It's the parents that oftentimes get left behind. There's all kinds of after school, the group, there's counseling. Not that it's not for the women, but women tend to, because we're nurturers, we want to take care of everything. I've been there. I've lived that you know, wanting to take care of everybody else to make sure everybody else is good. And then I'm the last. So yeah. that's the supports, especially with women groups and one-on-ones that I do to provide a supportive service to them. And I think that's important. Daniela saying hi, by the way, she's on here. Daniela is here. I think that's really important. I've, you know, I, I say this quite often. I, I was a single dad. You know, I, I raised my children. I wasn't one of the weekend type dads. I'm the one that kind of raised my kids. They live with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, and I've been doing, the, my, my school's been around for, for 35 plus, plus years. That's great. And I've always seen the struggle of single moms. I've said this, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said this. Mm-hmm. I've never struggled as much with my children as I see single moms struggle with their children. And I think right. it, it's because what you, what you talk about, you see, I've had three boys and a girl. Now they're, they're all raised 
they're all they're all grown adults now. They've all graduated college. They've all done something I haven't done. But as a dad, as a father, you know, it's a little bit different. I watch how the little boys, as they get older and older, kind of take it to their moms, their single moms, mm-hmm. right? And and you know, that's why they probably bring them to the to martial arts school because there's some strong men here that's going to put them in check. But I never, I didn't, it, I wouldn't say it was easy being a single dad. My kids had to grow up. But I'm telling you, as a dad, you know, my boys, I wouldn't, they would never think about back talking me. Okay. I would have knocked the <laughs> crap out of them. And, uh, and so it wasn't just one of those things. And because moms are kind of, like you said, they're naturally nurturing and stuff like that. It was just, I see it. I see the struggle all the time. I, in, mm-hmm. inside my own school, I see it all the time and it's, it's heart wrenching for me. And then, you know, you got to have, you know, you got to have another man talk to a young man and say, Hey, listen, is it, is this okay? If you treat your mom like this, you're going to treat your wife like this. This is exactly what's going to happen. If you can't treat your mom with respect, how are you going to treat a woman that you love with respect? Because you're not going to love anybody more than you need to love your mom. And if you don't have some kind of a strong role, role model, male role models enforcing that, and they start getting into adolescence where Mm -hmm. it's harder to control them, and that's the beauty of a martial arts school because, you know, we can whoop on them a little bit and it's just part of doing class. But, you know, so it's and it makes things. Is, that is great. <laughs> can I share this? I have five children and two boys, three girls. And when I, as a single mother at the time, um, was trying to speak to them about sex education, they were like, oh, mom, come on, come on. You're, I'm going to pass out if you say another word. Don't tell me anything. I mean, I was trying to make the cartoon version into the natural anatomy, you know, trying all kinds of ways. It's like, oh, can you stop it? So then I said, I have to find a strong man to talk to my boys. <laughs> but it was it was funny. I had to share that. Because so I did try. It's it it so, that that is true. One thing I did say to them, and I thought my son was going to collapse. I said, "Your private parts. It's not a thermometer that you take everybody's temperature." And then that was my segue to go in. He's like, "Oh, cut it out." <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> that's you funny. Stick with women. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one of the best stories ever on my podcast. That's it, <laughs> right there. That's gonna take the cake, hundred percent. It's so funny. That is so funny. So tell me some. Okay, let's. So we we talk about what what you're doing, right? Let's see. Even Terry's like, that's hilarious. The men are gonna be <laughs> laughing about that. Let's talk about what you've done and let's talk about some success stories. So let's talk about some women that you've seen come in and then you've you've seen them turn around. How how does that look? Because I, now listen, Patricia, because everybody thinks, you know, all these nonprofits, even my even my brother, it's heart wrenching because at the home, my they have a, a Zoe home here in California. Mm-hmm. And so the, in that home, you know, these young girls come. But guess what? You know, they can leave at will. There's no the state California sucks anyway, but there's no there's no way that they can say if if they want to go out and run, 
and go get high or do what they're going to do or sell themselves for a couple days. They'll go do it and come back to the house. And mm-hmm. it is heart-wrenching to try and get through to them. You know what I mean? And so that's, yeah. you know, that's the downfall of these things because you see it, just like you say, they're taking advantage of the system and, and, and they're not, they're not getting the growth that they need from it. So let's hear some of the success stories on what, on somebody that you've, you've helped and you've seen them get to the next level to help them out. I've helped. There's been several women that was experiencing bitterness just because of the wreckage of their past which I've gone through too, a spirit of bitterness, you know, everything is a negative outlook and really turn it around to really work with them about the pros of gone. So how they're viewing things. So their lenses get changed into the positive. I've seen that happen with several women throughout the course of me having a life worth living, as well as that used to happen to me when I was working. People will come into my office, close the door, and start releasing. Just start Mm -hmm. releasing. And then that will help them realize, hearing their own voice releasing helps them realize, wow, that doesn't even make sense. Why am I even angry about that? <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's so true. I have several success stories um regarding that. And from people who some younger women who were looking for housing, got into a shelter, did what they had to do, took the advice, heard my story, heard my testimonies. And I only release my testimonies if they're ready to hear it not just to talk. Uh Uh-huh. If you know what I mean, sometimes like if I'm talking to someone that's battling with addiction, I will tell them a testimony, not for uh, bragging rights, but to help them to see there is light at the end of the tunnel. So, well, that's good. And that's, well, once again, that's wisdom too. Sometimes we, we, we throw our testimony out when people aren't really ready. Yeah, if people aren't really, really, you know what, if people aren't really ready to hear it, right? Uh, it just isn't, you know, I think that's true in, in all things. Now I didn't come from addiction background per se, but I do know this. If you don't, you have to make, at some point you have to have a mind shift. I don't care how much yes. counseling you do. Correct. At some point, you have to you have to take responsibility for yourself and say, "Okay, I'm ready for this change." Amen. Uh, and, and that's, that's right. And that's just why I'm talking about changing the lens, mm-hmm. the lens of your perspective, how you view things, how you're even speaking, changing the language, how we speak, because so, we can put in the atmosphere all this negativity because that's what's inside of us. When we learn to know, to get out what's in, that's bogging us down inside, we can change our language to the positive. And I've seen it happen. It's so, you know, it's so good. And I, so all the listeners out there, as you notice, when you say you speak to the women, men can listen to exactly what you're saying right there. Because men carry now, men carry things a little bit different. I can tell yeah. you this because mm-hmm. I know me. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about my feelings. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. even listen. Even my 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 church that I go to, 
they know this about me. I, you know, these like most church have life groups and, and stuff like that. And you get together and I've always told them, I'm not sitting around a bunch of men singing Kumbaya. And I'm going to tell you my feelings. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause you know, it's just now some men are able to do that. And I noticed that men of this generation, they can sit around and sing Kumbaya. It, my, my generation is just not, that's just not what we, that's just not what I do. But <laughs> my ministry, we would do life groups here at the studio and it was called Bible Beatdown or Jesus and Jits. And so what we would do is we would do our eight weeks. We would fight. And then afterwards, we would sit down and, and go over the lessons of the week. And, you know, I like these type of men, type of men that may not feel that they're worthy to step into a church. Uh, they're, they they toe the line, whether being a bad boy or, you know, and trying to get their anger under control. And mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. right and so i i i and i could relate to that now when i bleed with you a little bit okay and these guys need to have some of that because they don't have any release and when okay. a man doesn't have release he's going to release it somewhere mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be on uh, especially on their wife or or girlfriend i can tell you that and so we get to speak to that and then you get somebody like me that that can they can release that on and I, I have a bond there. See, it's different yes. than me uh, getting on Zoom calls and how was your week? And, and that, man, it's just not me. And then, of course, Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, we would just, that's what we would do. We try and choke each other out. And then we would sweat and bleed a little bit. And then we talk about, you know, what their addictions are, whether it's pornographic addiction, which mm -hmm. is pretty prevalent in, in mm -hmm. males anyway. But uh, even when they're married and we, gotta, and we break down and then you see these, you know, strong grown guys realizing that, Hey man, I'm not quite, I'm not, just not quite there, man. I'm just kind of being a jerk. And so I, I would see that this is, and, and the reason I bring that up is because even though you say you to a lot of women, if this advice you just gave is just as well for, for a male to listen to as it is for a female, you know, I think that that yeah. it, it offers a lot of wisdom that you, that comes out of your mouth there, pastor, for sure. And so um, I wanted to interject that a little bit because I know uh, your what your forte lies is to help these these women. And listen, and I've seen some of these myself, me personally, I'll give you a little bit of a personal story. I'm not sure if I've talked about this before, but uh, when I was going through a divorce a uh, long, long time ago, when my kids were babies, uh, I I checked myself in to a uh anger management. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of these guys are court ordered anger management. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm sitting with a group. I didn't think I really liked this sitting with a group of guys. And, but I learned some valuable lessons in that setting. Well, first of all, I learned that, man, these guys are off the chain. Some of these guys that are, you know, in their court mandated, I'm like, man, could I end up like this, this, my anger take over to the point mm -hmm. that I would do some of this craziness here. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did, I did this myself for six months so that I can get some tools to get myself. It's so funny. It's, it's a certain type of man there. And usually they're kind of alpha dudes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're all kind of the same type of way. And we just don't know how to release the, the beast that, that that's inside of us and the anger that, that from whatever it is, do you find that on women's side or do you find them more kind of beaten down? than than 
than that. What's the uh, what's the difference that you see? I am super glad that you told that story. Because many years ago, I'm going to tell you about myself and then answer your question. Myself, I did the same thing you did, is check myself into a facility because my, my anger was, for me, off the roof, where I wanted to hurt who I was with. Mm. So I checked myself in. And oftentimes, I would find women on both ends of the spectrum either so angry that, you know, they're willing to do bodily harm or so beaten down, they lost their own identity or their voice to speak up and say, I will not accept this anymore. I've been on both ends of the spectrum, but I've done exactly what you've done. So good to hear that it's not only so that's no, so powerful. That's that, that's super powerful because anger is is uh, gender neutral. That's right, say. absolutely. So. And oftentimes, and I will say this out loud: women gravitate to the victimization as opposed to the perpetrator. Mm. So I've been both the perpetrator and the victim. And that is, that's so awesome, uh, Patricia, to even to even say that, because it is prevalent in today's world that it's automatic that men are just kind of jerks that way. And exactly. It's not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And it, because, you know, in my story, too, it's not like. Uh, you, you don't have a, a, a wife that's screaming, yelling at you on top of it. It's just it's just different than mm -hmm. it's just a different mentality. And it, and it plays out in courts, too. I mean, I see I see good men get get beat down. Yes. Uh, in divorces too. all the time because mm -hmm. of hate and bitterness and mm -hmm. and anger. And I say this to everybody all the time that comes into me that's doing a divorce. And, hey, my husband's this or my wife's this. And I mm -hmm. say, look. Divorce is an ugly business and it is it is powered. The drivetrain is powered by and motivated by money. And how can I use the kids to get what I want? Mm -hmm. It's never in the yeah. interest of the kids ever. Mm -hmm. And I saw something even I saw something even yesterday that I I was at a black belt test. I was in Georgia yesterday. Uh, and I was at a black belt test on Saturday and I watched a family come up and there's a dad and a stepmom and the mom and the mom spoke to her son because we, we, you know, we always say something about our kids before we turn black belts on them. And she's talking and she says, I'm very grateful for his dad and for his stepmom. And I'm thinking, what the heck? I said, I've never ever seen that ever mm -hmm. i was telling i was telling uh my student that owns the school i said man that's powerful that woman is yes that, that's that's some powerful stuff there yes forgiveness you know, has gone taken place yes and that mm -hmm. is and i don't know you know it took a long time for me patricia to 
have any kind of forgiveness. I was a pretty angry, dude, man. You know, when you're, you know, um, you know, without getting super personal in my life, but mm-hmm. when certain things happen, you're like, and it's out of your control, and you're kind of an, you're kind of an alpha, and you're like, man, I, I can't, I, I can't control this, and mm-hmm. things keep happening to you. It can put you in pretty dark pretty quick. Oh yes, for sure. And oh, so. Yes. I think that you give some some really good advice on on that. And the other thing is you've been there. So when when I hear that, when I hear you say I've been on both sides, I've been mm-hmm. the angry one and I've been the one that I've been angered on. Mm-hmm. And so there's and I guess I bet your reality is. I get the reality is we probably all that, to be honest with you. Yes, we just I, don't speak about it. Yes, I we just you know why? Because it's gonna show weakness and it's That's gonna right. show doubt and it's the not perception and, of weakness. Yes, that in you know, and then you lose your either a you lose your victim title or mm-hmm. thing. And I, I think that this is one thing in my school I speak about. The best book that I've ever read is a Jocko book called Extreme Ownership. And man, when I read that book, it was stop blaming everybody else. Take yeah. ownership of your own stuff. When you start taking ownership, you stop mm-hmm. worrying about what everybody else does. And it was a shift for me in my head when I first read that book. And I was like, man, I do some of this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's, you know, that I think that's such a, I mean, that's really, you now you got me thinking, you know what I mean? Yes. I'm, I'm going to get off I, this. I, I no, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be off this. <laughs> I can see it because All you right. know what the fear factor, the fear of, um, being exposed, the mm-hmm. fear of um, other people's opinions, the the fear factor has so many categories that go with that. That's what one of the things we have to overcome is a fear factor, especially of the ones of being exposed, because we have to shed light to what's not good so we can get it right. Especially when we still have an opportunity to get it right. And we have an opportunity because we're still here. There's a purpose and a plan for each one of us. And we're the ones that deter our own purpose by not dealing with the negative stuff that's inside of us. Man, that's that's true. That's good. That's good, Pastor. For sure. I think that that's... uh... This will have me. This this will have me. I, I'll, I'll go back and listen to the podcast again, so I can get some of the uh, s- some of these nuggets out of here again. Um, he says I have to get on a call, but I love you, my brother Mark. God bless you, Patricia. Love, love, love the podcast. You're really making a difference in the lives of others. Thank you. Yeah, I told you Terry's a good guy. So, God bless you too. Yeah, it's gonna be. That's gonna be great. Okay, so uh, I want to talk. Let's talk about. Let's let's make a segue into what you did now. You, now now you're doing this anthology, and now that I've kind of got a little bit of your background, your anthology of this book that you're doing is mm-hmm. is has to do from. It's called Pain to I say what's the Transformation from Pain to Purpose. So you got chapter eleven in there. Did you pick yeah. eleven for a purpose? No, no, no. I didn't pick it for a purpose. That was what was available. The title of my chapter is called From the Entrapment of Fear to the Realization of Purpose. Mm, that's going to be good. Yeah. So yeah. 
we'll, we'll, yeah, we don't want to dabble too much into, yes. in, into it because we want people to be able to, to read it. And it's coming out in January yes. in this, in this, this. Now, is this a all female book? Yes, it is. There's pastors around the world. Okay. Um, and it's led by Dr. Maureen uh, McIntosh Alberts. She's the visionary. We have pastors in um, Ireland, Ghana, um, South America, and in the States. Did now this anthology is this? Did you have other women that you've never met that have all come together, or are you yes. a group of, of women that now you yes. have? And now, so do you guys have a group where you guys kind of talk? And then did you come into the AMA group to to help with this? How did the AMA group come around to you guys? How we all get to meet you guys through that group? Because I know that the one that you're with, I think she's the one that came in first, correct? Correct. And the deal that um, she made with Emilio and Daniela, we all had the opportunity to be in AMA until the book launch. So oh, I was one of the last last people being invited to this anthology because I met Dr. Maureen back in August at the John Maxwell Leadership Certification when I first got certified. And then I met her again in March. And that's when she brought me in, invited me into this anthology, which is my first writing. I've always wanted to write segments of my story to help anyone that it will help. And I believe that it will. Well, I think that's good. I, I So I've done a couple anthologies now, right? The Born to Risk, I'm in that one. And I'm in another one, uh, you know, the younger version of me. It's another anthology. I think it's a great way for, you know, I jumped in with Ama, you know, to write my book on Beyond the Mat, right? I, and I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I was like a, a just a rookie, right? A white Ooh, belt. And, the headlight. and so and then I was like, it was overwhelming and I couldn't put my thoughts together. And then Emilio kind of coached me through that and, and put somebody in front of me to help me and and if you would told me that within a year I could help other people start writing and stuff like that, people look at me. I was just telling the story. I said, nobody would think that Mark Cox was a writer. I didn't go to school. I didn't do any of that. Um, but the lessons of life is way better than four years of college. I could tell you that for a fact. I could tell you that, too. <laughs> so I didn't finish uh, my bachelor's. And I've always tore myself down about it. But the life lessons. Uh oh, where'd she go? Come on, Patricia, come back on. I don't want to leave it here. I got more questions. So as we're waiting for her, let's see if she gets. Uh, if she can get back on something happened with her a little bit of internet. So let me give you guys some, some feedback on Patricia on how I met her real quick and how I met her was we have a group. We have this AMA group that meets and Emilio and Daniela are the, are the leaders of that. And so what happens with that group 
is we come on for a weekly call and these women uh, come on and they're talking about this anthology book that they're having. And there's a group of them that are together that's inside the AMA group that gets to come on. And the AMA group is kind of helps take uh, authors on how to take your book and take it to the next level and make sure that you can uh, get to the next level with it. And so when that happens, you're able to, uh, you know, you're able to collaborate with all these other authors and say, okay, how do we sell books or, or what's the best way? And then that's what, you know, that's the forte of Daniela and Emilio is to be able to do this. This is what I did for Beyond the Mat. I found them and it took me a year to write the book and it was step-by-step step and getting coaching with them and all, all that stuff that comes with it and how to edit and how to pre-sell and how to set things up. And then you get in this group and this is what it is. And so Patricia was one of those ladies that came in it. And during this thing, I tell everybody that has things, uh, if you want, one of the other side businesses I have is how to start your podcast on, on how to, how to take your, your voice and get it out there and take my experiences. And so you don't make mistakes like I made in the beginning and how to, how to get up and, and do your stuff that you're doing. Now she's back on here right now. And so this is where we met. Got you back on there, Patricia. We're Thank good. Thank you. It's not a big deal. We, I was just talking to them a little bit about where I met you and stuff like that. So we have, uh, so you have, uh, so they have uh, an idea of where, where we, where we came from together in the AMA group. So let's get back to where, where we were. Do you have your last thought that you had before, before we go? Tell me what the question was. So we were talking about your, your, the, the, you came into the AMA group through, um, uh, you, Dr. Maureen, Dr. Maureen, right. And now tell me about the group. Now, has it helped you guys be collaborating with us the way we are? Does, has it helped you with the writing? Because I, I I had no idea that I'd be doing any of this stuff uh, a year later. That's what I was telling you. Is like, man, coming into this and, and knowing that I can help you write something here a year later is is like foreign to me. I, I never thought I'd be able to do that. Now, has the group helped you guys out with that? Yes, it helped me out tremendously. Um, like I said, I got in, in March, end of March, and I submitted my chapter by April, mm. by the deadline of April 3rd. And that was my second version because I had every thought in my head on paper. <laughs> so and it yeah. wasn't connected. And I could just say <laughs> that out loud. Yeah. I it's, had, that's, this, that's the oh, hardest yeah, this thing. Happened. Oh yeah. And then, and then that happened. And, right. And instead of telling the story like I did the second time around because taking the feedback. So it helped me tremendously. Yeah, that's that's good. I think that was the hardest thing for me, too, is formulating thoughts. Right. Because you've got all this stuff in your head and you think you have to talk about every single thing and you just got to <laughs> yes. kind of break down. Uh, listen, yeah. I did the same thing man. it was tough, man. I was like, man, what right. am I doing here? Right. And so it was super tough for me. And then, you know. I started figuring out on outlines and then I, you know, it's just like anything else. It's just like uh, when you advertise less is more, right? Yes. The, the more you can kind of dial in, this is the chapter. This is what I'm going to speak about. This is the outline of this chapter. This is what right. we're going to get. This is what I want at the end results. Because ultimately the book is a segue for you to be able to speak somewhere. Yes. You know what I mean? That yes. I'm going to speak at, on this, at, at this location or, 
And then you can expand on the story. Hey, the, the, you know, the chapter in my book on this, this is where, this is where it, it's going. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's always been really hard. Now you said that you did something else. Now you went to John Maxwell's, um, that's, that's what you decided to go to help with coaching. Is that correct? That's, that's correct. To, to get it formalized and uh, become a coach, a trainer and a speaker. So I went through that certification and then I advanced as a consultant for the DISC assessment. Right. And we'll talk about that DISC assessment. You know, that's something I'm going to dabble into. Now, what was the experience? You know, I always I looked at doing that. John Maxwell, he's one of my favorite guys anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I have his Bible, the leadership Bible. So do I. Man, I like that Bible, man. Yes, I always have, it's man. great. So good. So. Tell me about the experience that you had with that. Would you? How'd you feel about that? I had a wonderful experience because everybody that from John Maxwell and his team, they're so welcoming and encouraging for um, when you come in and when you get in. Very encouraging. They're very informative. They have quite a bit of training. It was excellent. It still is excellent. It's so good. Yeah. I've looked into doing that. I, you know, I, I haven't dabbled into enough. Now, when you say you're going to go out and speaking, tell me about that. Have you got to do some speaking yet? I just did a, a speaking event Saturday. And how was it? Were you nervous? Did, was it good? Of course it was nervous. I didn't eat all day. <laughs> I can't eat when I do any kind of events. I can't eat. I can only sip water. Otherwise, the rumble in the stomach will be ferocious. (laughs) So true. You know, I've done these. I had made a decision that I'm going to go ahead and start being a speaker. That's my next thing. I believe that my life lessons when I get up on stage and I can talk to you about what I learned being a competitor, what I learned about being a fighter, what I've learned about being a coach, what I've learned taking people to seven, having 700 black belts that I've produced in, in, in my 35, 40 years and the experiences from each one and what it looks like and, and how, um, somebody like me that took a GED out of high school could, um, make, make something out of himself. So I wanted to make sure that I could go out there and speak. So I did these speaking engagements like you did. And I don't, I never had a problem getting up in front of the people, but I realized, uh, uh, I realized that we, that I didn't, I wasn't good at, I, I can get everybody jacked up. Right. And I, you know, this it's what is something I do well, but I needed to learn, learn how to hone in myself. I went to Daniel Gomez, a speaker thing. And then I listened to myself speak on stage and I'm like, man, I got to fix that. I did some competitions and I'm super competitive. And when I don't win, mm. it really pisses me off. Mm. Right. I tell everybody this all the time when I, I, I hate losing more than I like winning. And so, I, you know, I said, I got to do something. So I went to Toastmasters after the Daniel Gomez's things. And so I've been in a Toastmasters group now for, I don't know, for forever now. And it, it has been the best thing for me. Okay. So if you, if I would tell, I would encourage you that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll even send you an invite that you can watch and you can you can you can dabble into ours because it's all on Zoom anyway. Oh, great. And I'll, I'll give you an invite and you can just come and watch because I think 
Uh, we usually do them on Thursday nights, and I believe that I'm even speaking this next Thursday. And so okay. I'll invite you as a guest, and then you can come in and see what Toastmasters are. Maybe there's something locally, too, that you may have. But I will tell you that it's been a game changer. It's inexpensive, but you get to you get to do a speech. You get evaluations. You get to kind of be a leader within this thing and what it's like to lead a group and get this whole whole thing. I never knew. I wish I would have done it years ago. So I just never knew what it was, the power of it before. So I would encourage you to keep speaking, keep getting after it, and be yourself when you're out there. Oh, yes. Okay? Because you are really powerful, Pastor. When we when we just talk, like mm-hmm. we're just talking to a group, and how you are, and when you and how you how you deliver your stuff, and the in the wisdoms that you had, even just on this podcast, you are going to change some people's lives, and they are going to be able to relate to you. And so, when you start saying that, oh, you anger, you don't think I had that? I was there. You yes. think you got anger? Oh, oh are you going to be victimized? Yeah, I played that role too. And this mm-hmm. is what it got me. And when you start doing that kind of stuff, it's going to be powerful for you to, to lead others and, and help these women. And I keep coming back to women, but you spoke to a lot of men today. So don't take it for granted that you, that you don't have something to say to them that is, is definitely worth, um, you know, listening to for sure. It's, it's nice to see Jose. He's been on this. He's been on this. I know. I see that. I'm seeing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm good. loving the encouragement. Yeah. He says we're in three circles together. We yes. are We are in three circles together, Patricia. Yes. CLA, GMT, and the AMA. Yes. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's a good dude. He's been a good, he's been a good buddy for a long time. Let's talk about this disc. You know, we're getting, we're, our hours coming, coming thing, but I wanted to spend some time on this. So tell me what this is. Tell me about this. And did you go through, what kind of training was that? Was that through? That's through John Maxwell. John Maxwell's thing. Okay. Yeah. Deb and Gino, it was the creator of the whole program for disc. Um, he's wonderful trainer. Um, so the DISC assessment, this personality assessment, is broken up just like what is said, D-I-S-C. Those are the four different uh, communication styles that we have. And there is an assessment that you do. There's only 24 uh, questions long um, online, and it produces a 30-page detailed report about your style according to how you answered, about your communication style and how you can better communicate with the other three styles, whatever you are. You can be a combination of, say, a D and an I or S and a C. I'm an S and a C. Um, when I took this assessment, and it was so spot on, it made me think about when I was a young girl. And how my behaviors are, they say. And um, the SC equated to being a peacemaker. And that's definitely what I am, a peacemaker. Yeah, that's so – you are a peacemaker for sure. That's something I'm not. So uh, (laughs) – Yes, but uh, that's what makes the world go round. I – individualities and learning to uh, help me to learn how to not be wounded 
by how someone else communicates to me. So powerful. You know, I told you that I wanted to speak on that a little bit, right? Because I was telling you before that, you know, if, if people are honest with themselves and have some extreme ownership in themselves, they know their weaknesses. Yeah. They know what they are. Mm -hmm. And I know what mine are. I know what I do. Sometimes I'm a little brash. You know, I'm kind of an in your face type of guy when I speak. And, you know, I, I, I don't I don't really sugarcoat things. You're going to I wear my heart in my sleeve. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. And to, to a certain degree, right? It's just, it's just, I know who I am. And then sometimes I've, I've told this story, even to other martial arts school owners, I said, do yourself a favor and try not to be. Sometimes when I walk into my school, I have all these parents and sometimes I just walk in, I kind of give a nod and I kind of walk to my office as opposed to going by each one of them and saying, how you doing? How's your day? How's your kids doing? And not. Yeah, and, and I know I should be doing it. And there's many times now I come in my office and go, Ugh, and I get right back up and out and go do what I should have done in the beginning to make people feel welcome because I'm the owner of the school and I didn't do that. And it's, and it irritates me when I don't do that. So I told you before too. And I said, I and for some reason in my head, I think everybody is this goal oriented uh, let's get after it right now with the morning comes and the Rocky theme, you know, my, my alarm in the morning is dun, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, right. And that's how I think everybody is. And I cannot function when I have some other people and my son, my son, Michael, mm -hmm. my oldest boy that run, helps run the school with me. He's like a laid back dude. He's, he, he's a, He's a competitor, but he's not like me. He's not like super animated and just like in it. He's like, I'm like, son, what you doing today? He goes, oh, hey, dad, I'm just chilling. I'm like, chilling? What the heck, bro? And or having my other son, my middle son, you know, he's 25, 26, right? And he goes, dad, I know you want to talk to me, but all this raw, raw, macho stuff is not my style. I'm like, what is wrong with you, bro? And so I... I want to know if this type of test oh my God. is something that will help you know how somebody else communicates with you. Oh, please don't leave me on this one, Patricia. Where are you at? Yeah. There you are. Okay. It will help. It will definitely help identify all your strengths and the areas you need to work on. It will this also help you to understand the other three styles. So you can better communicate with them because I've seen it so much in the workplace and, and other arenas and families too, that they're not listening to each other because they're irritated by how they're bringing it. So interesting. So let me ask you this. So since you're part of that, it's part of what you do as a coach. Can do you, could you go into an organization and say, Hey, we're going to do this, this thing. And then can you speak on it? Hey, if you're this, if you're this and this, this is what this means. This and this is this, Yes. is this what you were trained to do? And yes. have you done that in companies? I have done that in a, a small company because I just opened it back in September. So yes, I have done that in a small company as well as several individuals. And they were amazed of the results from uh, the assessment. You know, because, you know, they, I emailed the assessment right to them so they can digest. 
because like I said, this is a 30 page report is very detail oriented. And I'm telling you, it's so helpful. It's so helpful for not only understanding your own communication styles, and if you own up to it, and be willing, open you up to do better when you communicate. And so others don't feel attacked. Because you're learning to communicate so the other person can hear you. Hear you. Not because I want to say something. So powerful because I know whatever the number is where you're like kind of an aggressive, I know my communication is uh, sometimes over the top and it, 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 it probably goes unheard. Right. Yes. So I be me personally. Right. So this is something I'd be like something that I would be interested in doing saying, okay, Patricia, what would it cost me to have everybody in my school, my, my main instructors, right. I've got, um, at, at one, two, three, like six, six people, right. That we yeah. all work together. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would probably be interested in them all taking a test okay. and then having you come in and say, okay, we're going to talk about this and, and say, this is, and see who it is, because especially if you get in this 30 page report, it's going to be pretty detailed and these things always yeah. kind of they, they they always amaze me anyway i've done some of these personality tests and they are spot on yes this time. one is very spot on it's like well i right. told you it made me think about when i was small even it's like wow i've been like that a long time i i think that would be something right in right right uh up my alley and i think it could be something powerful for other martial arts schools that have staff Mm -hmm. And how to communicate, and maybe it would help you if you understand how you communicate. Yes, I don't know if or, or if it's going to help also when somebody needs. Maybe if you go through this course, it'll help me go. I think they communicate like this, right, and, right. Because once you understand your own and you understand how the others communicate, you're gonna be like definitely a D, definitely an I. Oh, I could see that's SC. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I think that uh, that's something that uh, <laughs> you and I, you and I, can talk about um, off camera, and then yes. I think that's another podcast. To be honest with you, All right. that we can speak right. We can say, okay, I'm going to have Patricia on again because I have another thing called uh, that's going to be launching soon. My second part of my podcasting is going to be, um. It's called uh, Beyond the Mat After Hours, which more dives okay. right into something a little bit serious and not taking up, uh, you know, the hours sometimes. And we can kind of okay. get get this. And the other thing is what I think would be a fun podcast, just so you know, is we go through and do all this. If we have all six of us that taken the test with you on the podcast and they when we can say, hey, this is the experience we had with Patricia. This is what what she talked about. That's I think it wonderful. can be powerful. And I think it's something that other companies can see like, wow, this was this this was awesome. And so I think off camera, I'd probably like to 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 dabble into that a little bit and see see what do you, what do you think about that? You think that would be fun? I think it's wonderful, fantastic, and I'm ready. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> do that. We're gonna do that. We're gonna talk about okay. about what that looks like. So 
usually at the end of my podcast, you can take 30 seconds or whatever you want, Patricia. I want you to give some kind of words of wisdoms from yourself, from either your book or your past, what you have for us to end on this note, and then okay. we'll we'll hit the little outro. So go ahead, man. The, the mic is yours. Okay. I am so appreciative that you all tuned into this podcast. It is my first one, and I just want to share that you're not alone. There's, uh, there's help. There's, we can reach each other even through these airwaves. If you're dealing with any fear, uncertainty, or anger, I've been there. You can reach out to me at pjuba at a life worth living corp.org. That's my email, the quickest way to get, reach me. I would be grateful to service you. And thank you so much. This is so good, man. I had uh, I had such a fun time. Uh, yes, with this. so I did knew I. That this was this was going to be good. And you have a, a great way about you. You're gonna you, looking forward to putting you out there. Also, Patricia, just so you know, all of my podcasts it's it's already up on YouTube. This will already be on YouTube, so it's always going to be. But I also have a website, which is just markcox.com. That's the audio portion of my eyes. Everything that we do uh, video-wise mm -hmm. will be trans transformed into audio podcast. That way people can listen to it while they're driving if they do Spotify or whatever it is. And you'll be able to share that out, the audio portion of what we did. Oh, and it great. would be it'd be great for people to be able to listen and you could be able to share that out. It'd be ready to go by end of day. There's a little bit of editing that I do for it. And then it'd be it'd be ready for you to to rock and roll. So so thank before you. I end out, I want to say thank you for coming on Beyond the Mat. It was a super pleasure of mine to have you on there. You're a, you're a powerhouse. You're going to do great on your next podcast, which you're doing. Be yourself. Because yes. you're as genuine as you are, you're you're so sweet, such a sweet lady. I'm glad that uh, you're in my circle at this point. And so I'm gonna hit a little outro. And if you just stay after this one's done, we'll be off camera. And uh, give me give me one more minute of your time, and we'll be and I'll talk to you right after okay. the outro. Sound good? All right. All Sounds right. Good. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it 